0: I'd like to be a fireman, I'd squirt you with my hose. And I would be
1: a sailor, and sail the seven seas. But there is one thing's bad.
2: and all cuddly, soft, and clean. i like what? peace. Whoa.
1: Thank you. Oh sure. C is for cookie. That's good enough for me. C is for cookie. That's good enough for me. Donut with one bite out of it also look like a sea, but it's uh, not as good as a cookie. Oh, the moon sometimes look like a sea, but you know can eat that. C is for cookie, that's good enough for me. Yeah! Sing! Yeah. Sing for cookie! Oh, <laughs>
3: Black Black
2: Bless Community Radio FM. What are you doing?
4: When
1: skies are gray days are dark and life kind of gets you
5: down Don't sit knit your brows and frown Don't jump in the creek and frown Reach out one time find a friend and then you will understand You're feeling so downright mean, you could practically bust when your friends have...
6: There it is. It's 6 o'clock everybody. It's Monday night. It's time for the Joke Workshop here on Monday every 6 to 8 p.m. or whenever. Uh, Hi, I'm your host Pam Benjamin and we are going to have a bunch of great comics tonight. Um, If you have burning comments then we can give comments. If you don't, let's, you know, we'll just move it along. And your first comedian of the night uh, wanted to run their new opening so put your hands together for Pam Benjamin. Yay! I'll give I'm so excited to be here tonight with you guys. This is really great. Hi, welcome. Hi, come on in. Uh, My name is Pam. We're going to strap in. We're going to learn a lot of things tonight. Yeah, we're going to learn about feminism. We're going to learn about drugs. Yeah, we're going to learn about abortions, friends. It's going to be a magical, magical journey. So I invite you all to look under your seats and take the mushroom cap underneath there and made you look. Yeah, you love drugs, I can tell, woo! What's your favorite drug? Comedy? Comedy's not a drug. Boo! Oh my god, the endorphins. I guess when you're as old as you are, you need endorphins from anywhere. So it's like, just keep me alive! Laughing, if I'm laughing, I'm breathing, and I'm still alive. That's a good drug. Oxygen, oxygen, that might be the best drug for you at this point. Any other favorite drugs out there? Alcohol is a drug. I learned that after my DUI and going to a bunch of classes. Indeed, alcohol is a drug, a legal drug. But uh, I'm a responsible drinker. Uh, that's why I decided to never have children. Yay. I love drugs. I never want to have kids. Hooray. My favorite drug is actually called midazolam. None of you love drugs enough. Midazolam is a benzodiazepine. It's a short-lived, fast-acting benzodiazepine. It's like a super valium. It's like lorazepam or diazepam. Doctors actually call them the 2-PAM family. Give them 2-PAM. I love benzos! Woo! I do, I love benzos so much. I love them so much. Usually, they give you midazolam when you get an abortion. That's when you usually get that five-minute happy, great feeling. Oh, And I only have one regret about my second abortion. So they've given me the midazolam. My feet are up in the stirrups. The doctor's looking very kind-faced between my legs. And he says, Pam, um, this is a five-minute procedure. And some people talk, and some people don't talk. And I said, has anyone ever told jokes? (laughs) For realsies, I told jokes during my second abortion. They did! oh my god it was a killer five it was woo it was a bringer show I left it there uh but the only regret I have about my second abortion is they wouldn't let me take my phone in so I couldn't tape the set so was it life-changing were those the best jokes I've ever told what jokes did I tell I can't remember do I care not really that's the only regret I have about my second abortion okay cool that's my new like Little opening thing. Uh, one more thing about you. Dr- I can tell. I can guess how all of you smoke pot. You have a bong in your trunk. I can tell. Is this true? You have a water pipe in your back pocket. Break it out. You smell like bong water. That's good. I feel like uh, Ezra in the back. You you roll the most perfect expert spliffs. Like I feel like there's a pencil. There's like a tool that you use to make them tight, tight, tight. What I've been trying to do. Keep it tight. Uh, Cool. Your next comedian, I know how she smokes pot. She's got a tiny pipe and she takes little tiny bits of weed, you know, itty bitty bit she puts it in and then she smokes it. Itty bitty (laughs) tiny She's super cute and super wonderful and she smokes a lot of pot. Put your hands together for your first comedian, everybody, Lauren Kraut.
7: Thank you. got uh, some new jokes and some new jokes and uh, do you think cavemen needed eight hours of sleep and if they did how did they figure that out what was eight hours these are the things that are keeping me up in the middle of the night I wrote <laughs> I wrote this down at two thirteen a.m. it's fucking it fucking crazy don't ever say to a comedian after you've uh, after they've done a set, uh, after they've done a set, "Did you have fun?" <laughs> don't don't say that. Don't say, or "How do you think it went?" Unless you're already knee deep in the discussion of how they th- thought it went, and you're, you're already asking all these other questions. But if you just see them after a show or after they've gone up and you say, did you have fun? That's a dead giveaway that you either did not see the set or you thought it was terrible. And either one is a terrible thing, so don't do it. That's just a um, PSA. Um, Have you ever noticed that the expression, has it ever happened before, comes in handy more often than not? Has it ever happened before? It's kind of like a diagnostic tool that doctors use when you tell them, uh, My eye is all red. Has it ever happened before? No. All right, that's not it. I just, that's just came out of me in the middle of the night on Saturday. Um, somebody said to me, It's not meant to be understood. It's one of those types of experiences. That's all. I don't know. Uh, what else do we have? How we talk is pretty amazing when you think about it. You get an idea, an impulse, a desire to express yourself, to say something to somebody. The words come out of your mouth. It's magic. It's like a thought goes to, to out of your mouth, and then it's words. And then the great thing is that you understand what I'm saying. But the fun part is when you don't understand what I'm saying, when miscommunication has happened. You misunderstand what I'm saying, and I'm talking gibberish, and that made me think of what was the the first caveman who talked. How weird was that? And it it wasn't even real communication because it wasn't it wasn't a common language yet. It was more pointing and ug and like okay. That's another one that came out at at two o'clock in the morning. Um, How about some real jokes? How (laughs) about How about a song? Um. Oh, I hate to have an existential crisis. <laughs> thank you. When I'm on stage in front of all of you, questioning life's meaning and its purpose, not finding any and letting you all down. Okay. Oh, I hate to have an existential crisis when none of my jokes and I premises work. <laughs> thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. Oh, Lauren Crowd, everyone, has been thinking a lot about
6: cavemen. Hooray! All right, your next comedian coming up. Put your hands together, everybody, for Spencer Devine.
5: How much were tickets to this open mic? One billion dollars? Ah, we're so lucky! Ah, I'm so excited I'm having a baby! Ah, no, no, no! Don't take me out! I wanna see where this goes thematically! Ah! ah calm down, okay? We only have so much time. Guess what? Chicken butt! alright. Vibe check complete. We can get into the comedy. Uh, so this is a, uh, an impression I wrote today, okay? So uh, this is my impression of a penguin, okay? And he's doing the song, I Know What Boy's Like. And some people might be like, Spencer! That's an impression of a duck doing uh, the song, by the way. But, quack, 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 completely different. Get out of here. The government's trying to kill us all, okay? Don't leave the tags on your mattresses. That's how they track you. Throw that out the window. If you see a ladder, walk right under that ladder. It's their fault for putting it there. You know, if I lived with a black cat, though, I'd fucking cross that motherfucker's path all the time. That cat has enough power over my life. I don't need to give it where I go as well. And uh, people might be like, oh, the the country's run by lizard people. You would notice if there was a lizard person, okay? Just look out, and if you see someone... Running from the sun to the shade and just freezing, <laughs> you know, doing a c- weird blinky thing. It's very obvious if someone has their tail cut off <laughs> and it regrows. Lizard person, uh who here's a dog person, huh? And I mean, a fan of dogs and not half dog. Okay, uh notice how everyone who d- you know everyone who responded, great, you're judging the people who didn't respond because that's way more serious of a question now than it used to be. It used to be like, oh, do you like dogs? I like dogs fine, wonderful. We can go on with our day. Now it's like, do you like dogs? Because they want to know if you're a sociopath and if they can trust you. If you don't like dogs, th- th- it's a test. If someone wants to know if you're a cat person, it's because they're worried about you, okay? If someone wants to know if you're a lizard person, it's because you move from the sun to the shade, and you freeze, and you eat insects, okay? Any of your friends that have ever told you to eat a cricket, probably a lizard person, okay? Have you ever been sitting at the table with someone, and you're like, oh, hey, I've noticed you haven't blinked for a long time. And also, <laughs> that your extra layer of skin that you left on the floor of this sizzler's but are you a dog person? And they say, oh, I'm not sure. And then you shoot them, because that's a much more serious question than it used to be. And you gotta take it seriously. Thank you, I've been Spencer Devine.
6: Take him seriously, it's Spencer Divine, everyone. Why can't Californians have guns? Because they're always triggered. Uh, that was a lot of fun, your next comedian, a super funny guy, clap your hands together for Devondre Coleman!
4: I think Spencer took one breath. Afraid. Uh, make some noise if you have a smartphone. Cool. What's your favorite app on your phone? Twitter. You just like talking to strangers. What's your least favorite app? Blonde hair. You don't have a smartphone. You don't have what? What app do you think is the weirdest? You, you got all normal apps. Reddit, yeah, that's a very Caucasian app. I, I agree with that one. But yeah, I think Uber is the weirdest app. Uber is the only app that requires you to spend intimate alone time with randomly selected strangers. Like, how did they pitch that Four people in a meeting? Like, yo, what if you could give rides to random people, but only you two knew about it? Like a trafficking app, but it's working now. I got in the Uber recently and uh, my Uber driver was playing Beautiful Girl by Sean Kingston. First of all, red flag. This is not a person you want to ask how their night's going. And it only got worse as the drive got longer because he had it on repeat. That means he was playing the song before I got in the car. He'll probably be playing it after I got out. I just stopped and wonder, like, how many times do you need to play this song before you pull over and call her? Yeah, uh, I've been thinking about racism. Any of y'all proudly Caucasian? Cool. It's okay to be Caucasian. You just can't be proud of it right now. I, uh, I was on Tinder earlier, and I saw this lady. Her bio was one sentence, all caps. It said, only looking for all Americans. I don't know if she's looking for somebody that's super patriotic or super athletic. But I've been thinking about racism a lot, like. Because one of the homies he asked me this dumbass question earlier. Does it stop Asian hate? We all agree that we should stop Asian hate, correct? Cool, Colin. You were probably white and you didn't say correct, so I'm more afraid. I uh, but I was I was talking to. It's it's, it's a joke. It's cool. <laughs> I was talking to one of the homies about the Stop Asian Hate campaign. He was like, what's that for? And I was like, Asian people are being assaulted in the streets in the Bay Area. And he was like, it's just one dude doing that. Like, How stupid do you have to be like? He thinks there's somebody who wakes up every morning and is like, it's Asian hate time. But I, I, it did make me think about like how racism works. Like, do you think racism is like having a superpower? Like Cyclops, when he opens his eyes, those lasers come out can't help it So like do Asians wake up thinking about how much they hate niggas or is it like being a vegan which like they probably don't think about vegetables all day but if they hear you talking about food they're gonna bring it up and like can they be accidentally tolerant like if a racist is walking through the Home Depot and they bump into a niggas cart if they say oh my bad like is that against their rules Cool. Um, what other jokes did I want to work on? I think that's all. Thank you for the time, Pam. Woo!
6: Wait, will you stay up there? I have a question. I don't understand the "my bad" joke at the end. The racism in the "my bad." Can you explain it? Oh, to me? my
4: bad is like an apology, like sorry.
6: Right, but, but so my bad because they
4: bumped, They like they're being tolerant, like they bumped into a black person and they said my bad. And. I just need to work on it obviously. Well, I
6: know I'm just curious cuz is it like is it somehow in your mind like it's like some sort of reparations cuz they said my bad or is it not enough or is it bad that they said anything or I mean like if they-
4: if I was racist, I would never want to apologize to the Uh-oh. minorities.
6: So, the pre- so I missed the premise that the person in Home Depot is it's exceedingly racist, yeah. and they bump, and they say my bad, and then you're, okay, 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 now I get it. My racism
4: might just be built different, it's fine, I'm, Yo, I'm dedicated I was just to these causes.
6: To, I just wanted to get it, and we had time. Everybody, clap your hands together for Devondre Coleman, yay! <laughs> Woo. Hey, um, I'm excited for your next comedian. Put your hands together, everybody, for Brady Pearson!
0: Happy Monday, everybody. How you doing? Oh. and I've been getting older. Been around a long time. I mean, I remember like, let's see, I've outlived AIDS, monkeypox, COVID, Roe v. Wade, and I keep, I have this question. It's like, and I'm, I'm, a little troubled because does anybody remember Leslie Jordan? Leslie Leslie Jordan. Do we know who Leslie Jordan is? he passed away today. I'm devastated. And it really makes me think about, is there a God, right? I'm thinking, I think of another faggot that should die in a car crash, and that would be Lindsey Graham. Does anybody else know who Lindsey Graham is? Okay, so you know who he is? He's like he's like this faggot who had a press conference about women's choice. Do you remember that? He brought out some mechanical people behind him, and thing that makes me wonder about Leslie fucking, uh, not, excuse me, about Lindsey fucking Graham is that that man has not seen a vagina since he left one. I can tell you he's never looked back. And, you know, I think about, like, what kind, I mean, who's going to touch this old faggot? Not me, not anyone else. And I think about the this, this super hooker that he must have to hire. Now, that, that person has to have, like, nerves of steel, The most paid, the most incredible thing ever. It's like, oh, my God. This is why it's a new joke. But I'm getting there. I'd also like to talk about, as we get older, our thirst for nostalgia. And it concerns me. Like, everything old is new again. Right? We have a reboot of everything. So does anybody remember Harrison Ford? Does anybody remember Star Wars? See him in that? We loved him in that, right? We loved him in Indiana Jones. And we keep bringing him back. Did anyone see him in 2049? Did anyone see the most recent one, 2049? Did you know that he broke a wrist filming that and had to shut production down? Did you also know that when he filmed, I believe it was Star Wars, oh my God, I can't believe they made another one, that he broke, I think, a a leg or another arm and in between the filming of those two movies, he actually crashed a plane twice? And I'm worried that we keep bringing him back and like, if we can carry Fisher that shit, if we can drag Carrie Fisher's dead ass through space with Frost, can't we just save Harrison for Oh, and by the way, and this is also not a joke, unfortunately, or maybe it is, there is going to be um, an Indiana Jones 5. They're going to have to pull that whip from his dead cold hands. and he, I think he actually even said that. Does anybody know that reference? Charlton has to. See, that's when you get older, you don't know quite what's going on. Okay. Gosh, you know, I feel so, so warm, and in honor of my beloved Leslie Jordan, I'd like to sing a song for a musical that I never wrote, called Little Orphan Family. Your son will come out tomorrow, that'll be a bottom and he'll swallow. Oh my, come be gay, and he won't be lonely. I'll jizz on his chin, he'll grin and say, tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll bottom tomorrow. It's only a gay away. Thank you ladies and gentlemen, I'm Brady.
6: Yay, Brady. I mean, are you gonna dress up as Little Orphan Fanny for Halloween, with a little red wig and a little thicket, sing your song on every street corner? I think you, you know should. Like Maybe. I I can help you find a wig. I'm sure you don't have any trouble actually finding a wig, sweet baby. Your next comedian. Clap your hands together for Ezra Lux. Woo! I'll
1: get delirious. You hold my hand. Hey guys. Um. My uh my
8: neighbor Ricky. He's great. Uh, he was telling me about how he met his uh, current girlfriend. He said, uh, "Yeah, she's awesome. I met her on this website, BlackPeopleMeet.com." And he's old, just like in case you know. And uh, I was thinking, like, I'm sure that website's great, but the name is like really bad because I keep thinking of a website for like racist cannibals. <laughs> that was dumb. <laughs> Why did I write that? Fuck. Um. That's the, I like the delayed, like, yeah, that was all right. I uh, I just graduated from college, which uh, I know is not real. Yeah, woo. Um, I know college is not real, uh, at least like liberal arts college, because my college did not have grades. They did uh, this thing called narrative evaluations, which if you don't know what that is, it's like you don't get an A through F. They just like kind of write a paragraph about how you improved. And I was thinking like, that's clearly not a thing that would work in real life because if you went to like a restaurant and you looked in the window for that familiar C- minus on the wall <laughs> and you didn't see it and it was just this giant paragraph of like, well, so at the beginning of the year, four people died of food poisoning, but recently things have really improved. <laughs> that would not work. <laughs> or like you're at the DMV, you're like, well, at the beginning of your driving exam, you ran someone over, but you didn't at the end, so I said that that's improvement. <laughs> um, I, uh, I'm a big fan of the video game Street Fighter 2, but it is, uh, I think, not very realistic to all the street fights that I've witnessed. Um, if that game was more realistic, it would be like, press A to say, you want to go outside, and then press B to retreat from the situation. <laughs> And then, like, every round would just end with the police showing up and you trying to blame, like, M. Bison for starting it. (laughs) Um, The only thing that is realistic, though, is, like, there's that character in that game, Zangief, who really is accurately, like, that's all the guys that are really good at fighting do look like that guy. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Yeah, I have very low self-esteem. Yeah, woo. Um... (laughs) I'm gonna tell you why this is good. Um, I was waiting in line yesterday at Walgreens, and this guy was trying to return an opened box of Magnum condoms. (laughs) So you know, it's good to have low self-esteem in that case. (laughs) He was like going up to the uh, cashier and was like very adamant. He was like, "These are wrong." That was what he kept saying, which is true technically. I guess he was wrong. They're for the wrong-sized penis for him. (laughs) But he was demanding that they let him get his money back for this, like, open box of condoms, which had, like, you know, five left or whatever. And I was like, I aspire to be that cheap. <laughs> I am um, a I, um, big fan of the show uh, Hoarders and its related show, Cribs. Um, these are really the same show. Hoarders is just the show Cribs. You just have to change your perspective because it is Cribs. Poor rats. Um, I think every episode of, <laughs> of Hoarders, there's always like this palatial box of like old newspapers just infested with rats, and you just got to zoom in. That's like Rat 50 Cent with his like awesome friends hanging out in his rat mansion. What am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it's weird though, because it's like, you know, that's, that's the real class difference is if you're like hoarding dumb rich people shit, it's not hoarders anymore it's like awesome it's cribs um, although I did realize one thing from hoarders is that like you can have an amount of Beanie Babies that will get the government to declare you clinically insane <laughs> which that's cool <laughs> anyway that's all I got thanks guys
6: yay Ezra! Ezra please watch the, m- the amazing animated feature the Rats of Nim. please watch that I know it's way before your time but it will in it will it will help your rat hoarding because they build a whole society out of leftover stuff from humans. It's a movie from the late 70s, early 80s by Don Bluth. It's called The Rats of Nim. It's based off Mrs. Frisbee and The Rats of Nim. No one knows
9: how to read anymore.
6: Your next comedian, clap your hands together for Jared Senna!
9: What's up, people? How are we doing? Good, good, great, great. I'm in a bad mood. Uh, thank you. Thanks for caring about me. Um, I tried to buy condoms today. They were the wrong size. <laughs> a little too big. Some may say unrealistic. <laughs> I tried to uh, get my refund. They said, no, just pick your own size next time. So I threw it at them. Yeah. I oh, don't know. i oh, know. not having a good day, but... On the bright side, I am doing good overall. I actually uh, just quit my day job. Thank you. You hate work. (laughs) Oh, really? What do you do? You're a teacher? Wait. So you, like, you make the books and stuff. Oh. Okay. Just trying to guess. Anyways. So like I was saying, I quit my day job. Uh it was it was cool. I was a barista in downtown San Francisco. It was fun. It's just I dealt with a fuck ton of crackheads every day. Um Um I used to deal with them a lot. Um I I mean, don't get me wrong, they're nice people, they're misunderstood. It's just it gets a little tiring trying to remind people several times a week that a coffee shop is not the place to be jerking off. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Education. He writes the McGraw-Hill books, everybody. (laughs) This is her. This is her. Uh, Yeah, I've been trying to get that one to work, but I guess not. You guys ever, like, walk around downtown SF high as fuck? Feels like a video game, especially when you encounter crackheads. Feel like you're dealing with NPCs. You know? I don't have a punchline for that. That's just a funny observation I had. Sorry, Spencer. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Good. Okay, I may look like a big loser now, but... You guys won't believe it, but I was popular in high school at one point. Thank you. Thank you, Kavita. Um Yeah, uh, I was known by everybody. Uh, Back then, I was known as that one kid that got hit by a car. Uh, yeah, uh, I was on my way to smoke weed with my friend at a local park, and I got hit as I was skateboarding across the street. You know, it's funny, my grandma always told me that smoking weed would put me in the hospital. I didn't think she meant it would involve a fucking Kia. Uh, You know, um, it was really hard to walk because I was in a full body cast and in a wheelchair. But it was really easy for me to find a homecoming date. I just went up to the hottest girl I knew and just guilt-tripped the shit out of her. At first, it didn't work, but then... Uh, eventually, she gave in when I told her that I dropped the charges I filed for hitting me in the first place. All right. That, that was a lukewarm performance. Give it up for me like I just killed everybody. Yay. Yeah! Yay. Give it up for Pal.
6: Yay! Stay up there for a second. I have two tags for you. Wait, wait, wait. Stay up there. I have two tags for you. I have two tags for you. One, here's one tag. So you say you say that they shouldn't jack off. It's not the place to be jacking off. You have the opportunity to say where they should jack off. So you can choose, like, in that rich guy's car over there, or you can do crowd work. You can say, hey, where do you think they should jack off? But after you say, I have to tell them that a coffee shop isn't the place to be jacking off. You should be doing it in my mom's house or whatever. I mean, there's a tag. <laughs> yeah, there's exactly, right? There's a So think of that. Think of something after that. Tell them where they should jack off. That's the ending to that joke, right? Or what's a, And then here's the other one. This is, just a, this is just a gift. You get hit by the car. Um, just throw blunt force trauma in there because it has to deal with weed and you're getting hit. Oh, that's clever. Blunt force trauma ah, like ha you ha. got. Because you were going to cross the street to go smoke weed. You got hit by the car and then that was blunt force trauma. I think there's a tag there. There's a That's brilliant. In Bev, the middle. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, everybody clap your hands together for Jared Senna. Hey. Moving right along. You're nice comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody. For Denise Lee. Yay!
3: Pretty stressed out. I have to go do comedy at a strip club after this. I don't think this is the proper dress code. <laughs> okay. Um, so so I'm really bad at making small talk at parties. Like I really wanna know connect with people but I think I don't know how to ease into it like I went to a party and I asked someone if they were going home for the holidays and they were like no I always stay here and I was like oh you must have a lot of childhood trauma do you want to discuss it <laughs> or like I went up to another person and they were telling about their childhood and they were telling about how they moved around a lot and I was like oh do you have a lot of commitment issues now as an adult Uh, I I think I'm also too honest you know like I think I'm way too honest when people ask me how I'm doing I'll just say something like oh I want to throw myself out a window today and they're like oh no and I'm like it's okay I live on the first floor (laughs) It's fine my favorite drug is Molly Uh, Molly is my absolute favorite drug uh, for other people I've personally never tried it. But people just get so nice when they're on Molly, you know? I get so many compliments that may or may not be true. (laughs) But when I'm having a bad week or when I'm, like, when my self-esteem is really low, I just text all my friends and I'm just like, who wants to do Molly? I want to (laughs) watch. I want compliments. (laughs) Someone was like, why don't you just do it, you know? Like, you'll be so much happier. And I was like, but I'm so happy when someone else is nice to me. Um, okay, I wrote some jokes last night at, like, 1 a.m., so we'll see how they go. Uh, I have a I have a boxing bag at home, so I started boxing for self-defense, uh, which means that if I got into a fight with someone, I would definitely win if they didn't move at all bonus if they're shaped like a boxing bag uh I, I I like it when men buy me flowers like I'm not really typically into romantic gestures but there's just something I love about a man buying flowers like it just says that they have so much disposable income that they can buy me something with no functional purpose and it's gonna die in like two days you know I think that's pretty beautiful uh, I don't I don't drink a lot because I think I make enough dumb decisions sober you know and and like when men offer to buy me a drink it's not that I want to reject them necessarily but I just don't want to drink like I wish I could trade drinks for other stuff you know like a coupon like if they're like can I buy you a drink I'll be like no but how about fries instead? <laughs> We're not sharing. <laughs> uh, I, I I, love dirty talk, like if like I was once with a guy and he was like, you're a little slut. And I was like, yay. <laughs> I was like, do I look like I get laid often? That's very nice of you to say. And he was like, you're ruining the moment. And I was like, but my self-esteem just really skyrocketed. So that's nice. So he was like, I just want to humiliate you. And I was like, I stand on stage and talk to complete strangers. You can't. Not possible. Um, okay, I think that's all for me. Thank you.
6: Keep your hands clapping for Denise Lee, everyone. Yeah. It's a really fun show at the Condor. It really is fun. It's a cordless mic, so just talk to the people. They all want to laugh. They all want to laugh. Last week, I took I, I took my I took my top off last week, but I killed. Before, I mean, I only took I only I only showed my tits for like two minutes, but out of ten, you don't have to show your tits. I'm just saying I did because I it was fun, but but it were it, but it the, the guy you'll do great as long as you talk to them and like make and you can make eye contact with them. They want they want it. I'm telling you, they're in a strip club. They want it. They, you really. You'll be fine. You don't have to take. I only took my top off because it's the only appropriate place where I can take my top off. You're, I'm sorry. I always wanted to be a stripper. Now I'm 48. Oh, uh, you're, they talk to, it's Mike Evans Jr. Talk to him. It's a great show. It's really fun. It's a hella funny show. It was stacked last week. It was really fun. Put your hand stacked, not just stacked with boobs. It was like, it was, you know, full of people. <laughs> Fuck you guys. They're yeah. gross. I have no boobs. Your next comedian. Uh, hey, he's, He's been coming back and forth, and he's great. He's um, welcome to the group, everybody. Uh, Mark Paladick Chicken and Bipaladick, something like that. I can't pronounce your last name. I'm sorry.
2: Pal chick, like the friend of a small chicken. Thank you, Pam. I'm 72. Hey, but unlike you guys, I'm not old. I got plenty of energy. I walk my dog every day twice a day for two hours, it only be an hour and a half, but you know that dog stops every 10 minutes so I can pee. Ever since I started working remotely, I rarely know what day it is. Do you guys have that problem? Uh, last Monday, I got up, I got dressed for church, and then I remember, that's stupid. I don't go to church on Monday morning. I'm Jewish. I don't go to church at all. Yesterday, I was at the Fairmont Hotel downtown, with my friend Zach, I looked out the window and there's a homeless guy in a tent making a cappuccino. In a tent, the cappuccino maker. I mean how much more bay bougie could you possibly be? My friend Zach says, wait, that's Mr. Kent. He's my son's English teacher. That's the best house he can, pr- he can afford. No, nah, that's not true, it's his parents' tent.